Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. And good morning to you. Good morning, Faj. It is a good morning, but we're... We're dieting this morning because we haven't eaten. We didn't eat anything because we had to fit this in. It feels like schedule. we're a little bit like it feels a little disingenuous today because <laughs> we didn't have morning that we didn't have mimosas. mimosas. We didn't have breakfast. It really, I feel like I'm not going to be able to be as inspired as usual. <laughs> really, that's a really good way to have people listen and say, "Oh, well, why should I listen to these two? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe it'll actually be more insightful because my my uh, ideas won't be fueled by prosecco or, or, and yeah, champagne. Right. Correct. That's true. Yeah, and maybe it won't we'll be talk champagne ge- yeah. dreams. It will. I can't speak, but it won't be <laughs> champagne dreams. It will maybe be more coherent. I don't know. Dreams of champagne. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And maybe we'll talk faster and this will be a shorter episode because we just want to get to breakfast. Because <laughs> <laughs> we need to get to eat. But it's so like the weather has turned, which I don't know about you, but like my mood is immediately better when the sun is shining, when it's like nice outside, when you can get the vitamin D when you go outside. For you, you're kind of a little bit more like a vampire. So you yeah, may I don't be, really give a damn what you're the starting done. to like yeah. melt, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, when the weather's like this, then mom just wants me to go to, go to the beach or something and go All to the, the things pool, that you love. The lake, and I don't want to do any of that. So. <laughs> so this is when I come alive, you start to like <laughs> I wither. <away>. wither. <laughs> but I have to tell you, and I want to tell everybody about why we picked this topic for today. Um, last night I went to, mom and I went to the Greenwood Lake air show and wow, it was over the top. Amazing. First of all, the weather was perfect, but the show was unbelievable. And it started at five 30 and ended at about nine 30 at, at night. And, um, we got there about three and looked at the you know, they have airplanes and cars and it was wonderful. Well, and this is for those listeners that haven't been with us for a while. Um, aviation is very big in this family because mm-hmm. my grandfather, who I never got to meet, unfortunately, I know. but your dad my was dad. a World War Two pilot. Correct. Fighter pilot. Fighter right? pilot. Yep. So um, and and he was then like a private pilot for a little while, right? Correct. After? He was an instructor for most of his life, you yeah. know, on the side. Um, and in World War II, he was also uh, an instructor that he instructs in. And any pilots out there that know, you'll know the AT-6 Texan. He was a trainer for the fighter pilots. And my father was an instructor during World War II, among other things that he did. And what was so emotional for me was that there is a uh, aerobatics group that flies for AT6 Texans and they do the aerobatics in it and I tell you I was so emotional last night it was amazing and these planes the sound everything so um, it inspired so, an idea yes <laughs> so and it, it inspired long story short <laughs> yes. long story long it inspired an idea that's correct <laughs> and I'm watching this and I'm thinking you know the and the announcer through the night is talking about how they practice 
and the precision you've got like they had four of these planes in precision formations doing aerobatics with their wings 30 feet apart in the air that is so crazy Go going when i 200 and 300 miles an hour unbelievable so, I mean, I can't even park the car straight in a parking <laughs> <Same>. spot, <laughs> let alone fly a plane. <laughs> so we thought of the topic of practice makes perfect. And I wanted to define perfect. They have to be perfect up there. Uh, we don't have to be perfect on the ground here for most of the things that we do. Well, that's a really good point. And, yeah. Like you're a surgeon. You need, per like, you need those perfect. are levels yeah. of perfection. There's levels of per perfection and knowing That's what correct. level of per what is good enough in your line of work or in your area of life is important. <laughs> That's correct. So, um, so first of all, we, we like the, the phrase, everyone knows the phrase, phrase practice makes perfect, but perfect is simply a better way to say, you know, good enough, uh, good enough for what it is that you need done. So that that's number one. But we wanted to apply this to business. And most of us don't think of practice in business or practicing in business. But if you think about it, if you have a presentation to make, what do you do before you're going to give the presentation? You generally don't wing it and go in. You practice it, right? If you are learning how to do something new, you can learn how to do something new, but what do you do before you actually either meet with a customer or do the process in the process that you're doing? You, you practice. practice it. Right. So I wanted to talk about that, and I play the guitar. So, for example, in the band, that when I was in the band especially, even though we might be playing songs that we played all the time, during the week, I would practice because you just are not up to the level of performance level if you're not sitting there and practicing, you know, that stuff. But I just keep thinking at work, how many times do we really, quote, practice? Like or do deliberately we just dive practice. In? Correct. Well, and I, I love this because I think sometimes um, in the beginning of our careers, right, or in the beginning of learning something, we practice. Mm-hmm because you you have a, a gap in what you know. Right. And a lot of times I think people look at practice as, you know, time and experience that they've been doing something. Mm -hmm. And it's so different, right? Like the deliberate, you know, decision to practice just for the sake of practicing, like from a sales perspective, we sometimes will do role playing and yes. people always feel super awkward and uncomfortable with it. And people that have been doing it for years, like have been doing the job for years, uh, sometimes egos come into play and they're like, this is, you know, uh, juvenile and I don't need to do this. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for 35 years. But I say that's actually probably when you need it the most. That's right. Because yeah. if you haven't been and we're, we're talking about perfection right and i'm mm -hmm. not saying this from a level of of like absolute perfection but i am saying this from a standpoint of if you're not practicing perfectly and what i mean by that is that like practicing like prime time right practicing as something would be i don't mean just like glancing at things and saying like i have a lot of experience and that equals practice but the role playing is a perfect example. Like I'm going to pretend you're, you're going to pretend you're the customer. I'm going to pretend I'm the salesperson and we're just going to have a fake conversation. Right. Right. As if. 
And I think shy of doing that, like sometimes we just reinstill bad habits. That's right. Because you need to be practicing to the point of like, well, how is somebody else going to respond to this? And like tweaking things along the way. And this is kind of, I don't know for those of you that may have read the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. It's the story of success. He specifically studied professional athletes like Michael Jordan and the people that were like at the the absolute top of their field, top of their game. Mm -hmm. And what he found was the, the balance between talent and the balance between the practice. It took 10,000 plus hours for people to get mastery. And that was a combination of practice and experience to acquire the skills. Right. So it's kind of like a no brainer, right? When you Mm -hmm. think about these things and, and then start to look at your world, like what, what your professional, um, you know, what your job is, your professional goals, the things that you do, the hobbies Mm -hmm. that you have on the side, how much are we practicing at them? Right. And I want to, and that's a great thing that you mentioned. Two things I want to mention. Number one about my dad, since we talked about him being a pilot and everything. And I used this quote before in, in earlier podcast episodes, my dad used to say some people have 20 years of experience and other people have one year of experience that they've replicated 20 times, which 100%. means they never learned the damn thing in 20 years, but they go, I've been doing this for 20 years. Well, you've been doing it mediocre and crappy for 20 years. Or you, you did never it really grew. well in the first year. And guess what? Things changed. And things changed. So to your point about the 10,000 hours practice and, and all that, and you know, that number, take it yeah. or leave it. But the point is... There are many talented people that accomplish nothing because they don't hone their skill and practice. And there are very many people who have moderate talent that are at the top of their game because they've worked and worked and worked and worked at it. And this brings me to this a circle I wanted to talk about, which is you are on your job. Whatever your job is, if you lead a team, you need to practice leadership. We'll get there. You know, um, if you're on an assembly line, you need to practice to make sure you're doing what you're doing right. Anywhere in between practicing. But the art of practicing helps you in the performance of the task. But performing the task in real life then brings out mistakes you might make or, oh, wow, uh, when the customer said this, I wasn't prepared for that. And you are learning, and then you practice that, and it's that's how you have 20 real years of experience versus repeating one year 20 times. I love that, like because it's like the experience is almost like it reinforces the practice, yes. and it allows you to refine and figure out what did I miss? Because yes. there's only so much you can capture when you're not in the real environment. Correct. And Correct. then you need to go and practice with that refinement so that you keep getting better. That's right. And and I'm going to, again, use the guitar. And it, and please, if you don't play an instrument, be like me. Yeah, I don't play an instrument, Dad. No, but, but here's the thing. I, I don't do sports. And I know, That's and I, true. And I, and I can't. Right. And I, I always <laughs> hate when when people will make it a, a sports analogy because I'm a guy. And they go, well, you know, in football or whatever. So guess what? I'm not using sports analogies. I'm using music analogies. So if you don't play an instrument, <laughs> suck it up and listen. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my point is when when I would practice, 
and then we Saturday night, Friday night, we have a gig. You learn and grow so much when you're in the moment performing for those three hours because you're watching people's faces when certain things happen and you go, oh, they like that or that didn't go over too well um, or in the heat of it standing and it's warmer than you wanted and sweaty and your finger messed up, you know, it, that's real life. That's when you're at work. That's real life. The phone's ringing. Emails are coming through and you still have to perform. But if you would reflect on that and then practice, what do I do if, I, if I'm in that situation for whatever? So anyway, it, this is just such a really powerful topic for, for us. I think and I, I just think it's something that like it's one of those things that you don't sometimes think about often and you're going through the day to day. And it's something like you need to almost schedule deliberate time for mm -hmm. learning and practicing and and finding somebody like a partner, like an accountability partner yes. that you can practice with. And it yes. could be somebody from outside, somebody from within your company, a colleague. But um, I mean, I, I'm just I think all you, you think about the people that are at the top of what they do, like comedians, right? How mm -hmm. often do comedians say like, you know, I sometimes watch the behind the, the comedy or um, Jerry Seinfeld's like, you know, riding in cars with comedians right. or whatever. I forget what it's called. But they talk about the process, right? Yeah. And a lot of them will go to your local like little comedy shows or they'll go to a bar and you know you might see a famous comedian at, at a local pub doing stand-up bombing because or, or practicing with they're like a smaller venue because they're yeah. trying things out yes. you know yes and they they recognize that they need to try it out in a live environment in yeah. order for them to get to the point where they can be at carnegie hall and correct. deliver <laughs> correct i'm sure they were like this is a great joke and then they, they go to a local place and do it and nobody laughs and, all right well i better or do it differently because i've heard people that learn. have been like oh yeah like so and so showed up at comedy seller on a random tuesday and sucked <laughs> yes yeah but they sucked in front of only 20 people exactly. or 30 people instead of five thousand. so it's so true and practicing then think of this it builds your self-confidence if you're a lot of people say you know i've never done that i've never tried that okay practice it privately on the side do it it'll it'll build up and then as you get a little confidence show someone else how you would do this and it builds your own self-confidence you do know? it in a mirror or record um, yourself recording you know, yourself is great. such a I've, it's it's a humbling experience oh, at times humbling. like when you listen back to yourself even listening to the, our podcast <laughs> episode sometimes i'm like can you say right one more time i'm gonna <laughs> but uh it's real I mean, and that's how you start to have that like muscle memory of okay this is something i'm gonna change and do it and it keeps getting better right and i and i don't care what position you're in if you're in a leadership position in a management position you are not the if you're a true manager or leader you are not the creator of the product you are the one building the team to create the product or to deliver the message right so in that you need to practice like test out well if i if i ask christina to do this and we do that well, let, let's see what we what might happen talk to christina talk to this in other words you don't have to make bold moves all the time. You can test, practice, 
from leadership. You can do this from being the president of the company all the way down to working in the mailroom, you know, yep. practice. The other thing, especially as you move up in business and you get into more of a leadership and supervisory management position, is it builds humility and patience. Try doing, just pick a task that one of your staff does and try it yourself and do it. Now, you may have done it 15 years ago, but you haven't because now you're managing people. Do it yourself. I feel so strongly about that. You know? And you and, and that's where, like, I think part of what we do in, on our team is we're selling leaders, you mm -hmm. know? So, like, there may be certain opportunities. There was this, there's this, you know, certain lines of business where I didn't have as much experience. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to work a deal with that line of business so that I can understand the experience firsthand, right? That my right. team goes through. Because right. for me, I'm like, I don't know how else to guide and coach somebody on how to, you know, work in a certain environment if I've never done it myself. Mm -hmm. You're right, yeah. <laughs> and I know that that's not always, you know, you, the best doers aren't always the best leaders, but I think you need to have a certain level of experience and understanding in order to provide guidance that but, helps make that practice worthwhile. Well, true, but it also helps you be a little bit humble so that if your staff is saying, I'm really trying, but I'm having trouble with this, instead of saying, suck it up, Christina, just do the darn job, you follow? Yeah, that's generally what I would definitely, <laughs> how I would have definitely handled that. So, <laughs> so you know, it, it, so that's it, general, it, yeah, you come to me with a problem and I'm just like, suck it up. You know, but it, don't. No one likes whiners. <laughs> no, right. But if you if you actually like say, well, let, let, let's look at this together. What It builds your humility exactly. as a leader and gives you the patience to help or at least understand it may take them a little bit longer to get something done. Totally. And that humility is a very good quality in a leader. I love what know? you said, too, about practicing leadership, because mm -hmm. um, I think like it's a skill that it's it's a challenge and a skill that's so important and you have good days and bad days right where you look at like kind of the conversations you had and you're like okay i could have come to that differently or you know i wish i had a little bit more you know had prepped for that differently yep so practicing like hard conversations i think is so important you know and and thinking through you know what you heard but what somebody really meant and trying to Flex and practice the empathy is important. That's right. It is. So I, I like that. I mean, that's where I listen. The majority of what I listen to, certainly I listen to things that are about my industry at times, but more I find myself listening to like, you know, things on leadership because I just think that's so important. No, it's very like, true. Because people, people are everything. And that's, I think, where things start and end. Yep. No, this is very good. What else do you want to say about this topic? Should we have practiced? Listeners, <laughs> I was should just we have practiced say, this? We have practiced this episode ahead of time. <laughs> oh, you see, this is why practicing is very important because thanks to the people that said it's fine to allow your pets to sleep in your bed, <laughs> now my goldfish is dead. <laughs> you know, I should have. I should have. And for those that didn't realize, that was a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> 
Well, Dad, this was fun. It, yes, life very much. is life is so busy, and there's so many good, exciting things going on. Um, but I continually, continually, always enjoy when we're able to get together and do this. Oh, thank you. That was really nice. Thank you. You didn't practice that either, did you? I didn't. If I had no. practiced it, I would have had a little bit more of like a you know a follow up rebuttal. Follow- <laughs> that wouldn't be as nice, but. That's true. That's truth from the heart, Dad. Oh, that's very nice. Well, I love our, our time together. And listeners, we love being able to give you a little little tidbits of things that we hope help your day and maybe make you some more money and do better at work. So and in life. Yeah. Not, Thank you. Can't can't hate any of that. No. But anyway, listeners, if you liked what you heard, please like subscribe, share with a friend. Follow. Follow, follow us. on the uh, podcast. Yes. Uh, follow on the po- on the old podcast That's correct. Uh, channel. Give us a uh, recommendation. We would appreciate that. Only keep... nice ones, though. And let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Dad. There I go. Oh, there he goes. But yeah, thank you for hanging with us. And if there's anything that you want to hear about that you want to talk about, uh, don't be a stranger. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are, whatever your story Thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. You're searching you know, for I, another dad I wanted, joke. I wanted I to tell it. you that mom dated a clown before me. I had some pretty big shoes to fill. <laughs> I hope you filled them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Bye, everyone. Have a great week, everybody.